want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
What's the matter? You got shit in your ears? The black and white is $50. Take it or leave it. Sorry we wasted your time. Come on, Otis. Don't give me story, you dumbass. Did I stutter? Give me the $50 and get out! Don't give you... Kicking off episode 88 with Nuclear Winter from Buffalo with the yep. new song. Brand new. Murphy's Law. Yep. It's been too long since we've heard new material from them. Absolutely. Uh, and then we went into Holy Water, right? Yes. With the song Trapaholics. Yes. And I I really enjoy the intro to that song. Mm-hmm. It's from one of my favorite horror movies. Indeed. Henry. Portrait of a Serial Killer <laughs> when they go TV shopping. <laughs> Good stuff. Absolutely. So how was your week? It was like every week in 2020. <laughs> with very slight differences. Okay, well, th- well then that's good, right? You knew what to expect. I guess. How about, how about you? Um, You know, I'm kind of navigating some new waters. Yeah. Um, we kind of alluded to it, but we have not really formally discussed, Mm -hmm. um, but we had a huge loss Mm -hmm. in our family. Mm -hmm. My mom passed away. Yes. Actually a month ago today. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm just learning a lot about the- It's been a month already? I know. Holy shit. Um, just learning a lot about like the formality of everything, like- Mm -hmm. My mom, I mean, you know this, but she was adamant to make everything as easy as she possibly could for me. Right. Um, At the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was like will signing and yeah. healthcare proxy, like just so many things. Yeah. But one of the last things we did was get her will notarized. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's only her granting me access Mm. or authority to be her executor Mm -hmm. the state of new york requires that i petition the surrogate court um for permission to carry out her final wishes which is interesting but yeah it's just been a huge learning process yeah that's quite a mess that you're sifting through not really 
Uh, she it's more than you expected right it is more than i expected but like she set me up for success yeah yeah, i know she did but like i'm just saying like the whole process was way more involved than and i'm not done right (laughs) um but i'm getting there Mm -hmm. and it's okay and yes uh but what i can't believe is christmases in like i don't know 10 days yeah i literally have not bought one thing what and that is so Scrooge-ish of me because you know me, normally I yeah. am like locked and loaded. Yeah. Like wrapped, bought, organized stockings. Yeah. Just not feeling it this year. Yeah. Well, you better get on it because I gave m- you my list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally we don't. I mean, when we first got together, we did kind of christmas stuff for each other but i feel like it was like obligatory (laughs) but um (laughs) no offense (laughs) (laughs) but then we realized like our money was better spent like um making memories so we would like we'd go to festivals or on vacation somewhere and that that's where we would direct our money instead of wasting it on you know and now we have a lot of extra money this year. Yeah. Because we're not doing shit and we haven't bought each other anything. No. No <laughs> vacations. Just some records. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Interesting times. Very. <clears throat> yep. So I wanted to, this is just a side note, um, with you going through the legalities of all this. Mm-hmm. There's, um, it's not who you who would come to mind but it's it's this local law firm that i haven't i don't think i've heard before i don't know i think maybe they're new but have you heard this um the advertisement is on the radio and they're talking and they're trying this kind of ties into like the law and marketing okay which we're going to talk about later i think marketing yes in a sense ah but so this what law a firm, cliffhanger. yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> so um, they're talking about like DWI, murder, grand theft, call uh, whatever. The, I forgot what their name is, but anyway, like it sounds like they're in a bathroom. Like there's this weird <laughs> echo, and it, it sounds like they're in a bathroom. And like, wait, are they going for like that effect though? I think they are, but like. I'm wondering who decided that that was a good marketing strategy. Yeah, that's a little rough. Sounds like we're in a stall making this, uh, in a bathroom stall making this commercial. Yeah. It's going to really bring in the sales. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No, I haven't heard it though. And you're missing out. I don't listen to the radio. Good for Number one, I don't go anywhere. And number two, when I do, I'm usually... Yeah. You listen to podcasts. Yes. And metal that's not on the radio that's right right and lincoln park just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding that's a fail (laughs) um all right should we go into some tunes yes what are we hearing i think first we're gonna hear some black metal from mexico god below with the song nothing times everything And then we're going to go into some death metal from Michigan with the band Grave Bloom, Gray Matter Duality. (laughs) 
barriers to cross. All I have in common with the uncontrollable and the insane, the vicious and the evil, all the mayhem I have caused and my utter indifference toward it, I have now surpassed. My pain is constant and sharp, and I do not hope for a better world for anyone. In fact, I want my pain to be inflicted on others. I want no one to escape.
question. Yeah. How do you think Richard Simmons feels about being a Chia pet? And do you think he gets royalties from that? Um, if I were Richard, I would be flattered. I would love to be a Chia pet. I'm guessing his how he feels about it greatly depends on if he gets royalties or not. Agreed. And I'm guessing that he probably Prob- doesn't. Prob- yeah? You were going to say probably does? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't either. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. At first thought, I was like, yeah, he probably does, but I don't know. So I have a question for you. Hmm. So I came across <laughs> this article. I actually didn't read it, but um, the title kind of caught my eye, and it was basically about the transition from like horse and buggy to automobiles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't read it, believe it or not. I'm not like that nerdy, but it did like send me down like this mental path. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, so my question for you is, do you think that people were horse and buggy shamed during the transition into automobile? Like, oh, look at James and Buddy. They're still driving a horse. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. You do? Yeah. Hmm. What would that be compared to, like, in the modern world? Um, like... Like having I- a flip phone? Yes, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of admire people that can get through life still using a flip phone. Yeah. I think... I feel like it's harder for them. Yeah. Yeah. I could see... Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if maybe if you had one for work and you didn't want to deal with like text from your boss or anything other than a f- straight up phone call, yeah. But I know I know I know people do text on the flip phones, but I think it's quite a bit harder. Uh yeah, or like a a b b c c. So what? I don't remember what night it was. Or was it last weekend? I don't remember, but we checked in with Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like making rounds again, like COVID confessionals, because yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, this is like real. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be before you know it. We're gonna be coming up on a year. I know. Our last show was March thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's three months away. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But anyways, we checked in with Barrett and all is well. Yeah. He just had a birthday. He did. So happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. And um, I believe he went rummaging through grandma's pantry this week. He did. He ransacked the pantry. And this is what he found.
that was Scattered Remnants from Massachusetts. And that was coming off of their 1994 demo, Procreating Mass Carnage. The song was Ridding Genital Flesh. Nailed it. Yeah. Thanks, Barrett. Yeah, thank you, Barrett. All right, so we mentioned our uh, our marketing cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. So we came across 13 ways stores manipulate us into buying more. And some of these are actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is off of Cracked. Mm-hmm. We love Cracked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is staples like bread and milk are kept in opposite areas to keep you looking. Mm-hmm. Never thought about it, but it's totally true. Uh, this one's interesting. Cereal mascots' eyes look down to meet children's eyes in the store. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Like Tony the Tiger. I didn't, I never noticed that, but when I looked after hearing this. Yes. They do. It's a thing. It's weird. Um, per customer limit tricks, tricks you into believing a product is scarce. Mm-hmm. So like one per customer. Yeah. Or, you know, um, I think this works too with like when bands will release something and it'll say like... Limit 250 copies. Yeah, or it'll say hand numbered yeah. 100 copies or something. Oh, hand numbered gets me yeah. every time. It, it, it does have an appeal. Yeah. Even if like, you know, I'll end up with something at times and be like, oh, man, I have to have that. And then I end up with it and I'm like eh, I don't even really like this band but, yeah but I got the but you got your hand numbered edition yes. of whatever album <laughs> exactly um re- retail stores have cluttered aisles so you have to walk slowly the mm-hmm. longer you linger the more likely you are to buy yes you so, know I got an aside to this what I was reading something similar months ago and um they said that uh Stores at times will put smaller tiles, like floor tiles, in the areas that have more expensive items so that you subconsciously think you're moving faster because the... Oh, that's weird. So it makes that's you kind of a stretch. slow down. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep going. I'm going to start picking apart yours. Right, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Am I being a one-upper? Yeah. You're being a one-downer. But if you think about it, like think of stores like um, Big Lots nope. or Dollar General. You know how cluttered they are? Yeah. Like you, even if you know what you're looking for, you still have to look for it. Yeah. And then you walk out of the Dollar Tree with 48 items mm. and you've spent $780 somehow. Yeah, on junk. At the Dollar Tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, flowers are displayed first in grocery stores, so you associate store with freshness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that in in our local stores. I've seen that a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of people do that. Um, upbeat music makes you more likely to make impulse purchases. This is so true. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like if I'm vibing on a song that they're playing, like. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go get that new car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this says, in classical music makes you more likely to linger longer and walk slower. Mm-hmm. Does, Gr- it, does oh. it make you impulse purchase? 
Um, I don't know. It doesn't say. Hmm. Grocery stores move merchandise around so you have to look more, which I've also noticed. Uh huh. Yes, they do. Uh, the mall is kept so shiny that you think that items are more valuable. <laughs> not sure what mall they're talking about, <laughs> right, but I it's know. not ours. <laughs> no. <laughs> the clearance rack is intentionally at the back of the store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that too. This one I disagree with, only because it's me, but stores use fragrances to influence you to buy more. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's if you have a stinky store, I'm walking right out. <laughs> You're hiding some. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that fart covered in cologne. Uh, yeah, I know. Style. <laughs> but I find, I don't know, I just find like overwhelming fragrances mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. like insulting. Yeah. Yeah. Like what makes you think you smell so good that yeah. I want to smell you? Right. Be a little subtle, right? Yeah. Yep. I agree. And if it's... And it gives me a headache. Right. And if it's super strong like that on a man or a woman, I feel like they are hiding some shit. Agreed. <laughs> food samples make you hungrier. I wouldn't know because I don't do the whole food sample thing. Yeah. Um, if a price doesn't include a dollar sign, you're more likely to buy it. Hmm. I never thought about that. No. Interesting. It says removing the dollar sign makes the number more abstract. But Hmm. does it? (laughs) I don't know. I never thought about it. Maybe. I'd have to see it in in real life to test it out. Okay. Do you want me to put labels on stuff in the house? Yeah. (laughs) On furniture? Yeah. And see what you would buy and what you wouldn't buy? Yeah. I'm going to put dollar multiple dollar signs in front of all the prices on all of your guitars. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to see if you would rebuy them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, let's play some music. All right. You brought up guitars. Guitars. So speaking of guitars. Yes. So first up, we're going to hear uh, Roa's Ark, and this features Carl Roa, who I know and love. From Magic Elf. Indeed. Who was here right before we met in 2004. Mm-hmm. You went to see him. I did. With uh, with the Brutal Milkman and Chris Popper was with me. Oh, cool. Yes. And Joe Stump was there too. He played. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. But um, anyways, this is uh, off of, this is the title track, Joker's Wild, off of their upcoming album. Uh, and then we're going to go into God Ends Here all one word, from Texas with the song Maury Master, which is off of their upcoming EP, Heaven Never Existed, coming out February 13th.
What's up, everyone? This is Richie from Grave Huffer. You're listening to the Grim Dystopian Podcast. Crank it loud.
Well, that was fun. <coughs> Slob. Um, so if anyone knows anything about me, I love animals. Mm-hmm. Love. I have so much love yes. for animals. Yes. So I came across this article about poachers being killed by the animals they were hunting. And although I do not wish death upon anybody, um, I don't know. Like, I don't understand the idea behind poaching and like trophy hunting. Mm-hmm. I could never even go like deer hunting, but that's just me and I don't judge anyone who does. And if they eat their kill, then I guess it's being put to some sort of use. Yeah. But again, I could never go hunting for like anything. I could never hurt yeah. a duck, like just anything. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, quick side story. Do you remember the owl I accidentally hit mm-hmm. on the expressway? Mm-hmm. Devastating. <laughs> Devastating meltdown. Yeah. You talk about it every day. Still. <laughs> <laughs> It was it literally devastating to me. Yeah. And then it was reincarnated and put in the uh in the Christmas tree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not fair. The Rockefeller tree, right? Yeah. Which is super lame this year, but yeah. what do we expect out of 2020? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um this guy named Claude was a South African trophy hunter. Um, who spent years poaching animals across the continent. He had his own company, Guela Safaris, which offered customers a menu of animals to kill and brag that each trip guaranteed a 100% success rate. So every time his company went out, they 100% killed yeah. an animal, maybe endangered. Mm-hmm. That success ended during a buffalo hunt in 2018 on May 22nd. Um, he shot and killed an African buffalo in the northern Limpopo province of South Africa, which I probably butchered the name, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he and his hunting party celebrated while loading the carcass into their vehicle, they were attacked by another buffalo from the same herd. The animal charged and gored him in the groin, severing his femoral artery and instantly killing him. His sister-in-law told local news outlet, he loved what he did. He died doing what he loved. <laughs> huh. <sighs> um, let's see, what else do we have here? When a group of poachers sneaked onto the Cebua Game Reserve in 2018, they were attempting to hunt rhino, but they soon became prey after a pride of six lions got to them first. In a statement following the discovery of their remains, South African Police Service Captain explained that while the park's anti-poaching unit did know someone was on their land, they never suspected anything was wrong because it was the lions making noise and not the rhinos. I could not... I just can't imagine being eaten alive by an animal. (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's gotta be rough. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Um, scrolling down here, this guy, Thenus Botha, 
uh, was killed by an elephant in 2017 when the dying animal fell on top of him. Huh. Hmm. That's a... Yeah. So he, he was killing it and it fell on him? Yeah, like he shot it. And it fell on him. And it collapsed and huh. fell on him. That's like instant karma. Yeah, I. it's hard to feel bad. Yeah. Like, what is somebody doing with an elephant? Mm-hmm. They want that ivory, son. And they're such beautiful animals. They're smart and intelligent and... I don't know, I just don't understand. So what if they were dumb and stupid? Would they not deserve to live? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just... I just don't understand the purpose of it. Uh, I know. I know. Like, think of the dumbest animal you could think to exist, and I still wouldn't think that it deserved to be poached. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have one more. Vladimir uh-huh. was hunting tigers in the Far East region of Russia in the winter of 1977 when he shot and wounded a tiger who was in the middle of a feast. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine sitting down for dinner and getting shot? I know. Well, this Man. dude took its kill and left the animal for dead. Left the tiger for dead. Uh-huh. Um, this proved to be a huge mistake. The wounded tiger stalked him back to his cabin, destroyed everything that smelled like him, and then waited by the door for him to return. After somewhere between 12 and 48 hours, the tiger got his chance, dragged him into a bush, and ate him. Mm, nice. That's it. That's it. Huh? That's all I got. What do you, What do you think if of this concept? Okay. Okay. If some, what would you think of a poacher having their thumbs removed and then being set out to do what they do with no thumbs? No, just don't do it. Just don't do it. All right. <clears throat> They'd have a hard time with no thumbs, though. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand the concept behind the whole trophy killing. I know. I, I just, I don't know. I just can't get behind it. I know. I know. Like I said, hunting is one thing. I guess I would never do it, but. Like hunting for sport is what you have an issue with, right? Like if they're going to. Well, I don't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. If they're going to eat it and. Like, make use of as much of... This opens up, like, a different conversation, too, though. Yeah. Because I think going... And and this is a different story, but going to the store and just buying a package of meat and not attaching that to an actual living animal with a face kind of disassociates us. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. It's different than what you're talking about, but I think like, I don't know. I think about like when you, people that go out and the meat that they eat, they kill themselves and they make the most out of whatever it was, like out of the fur or whatever. That I could get down with. They use every possible bit of it that they can. That I get, I can understand, yeah. but like straight up trophy killing an elephant, mm-hmm. like, or a tiger or a rhino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
or poaching it for ivory. I, I don't know. It's just... I hear you. All right. I have, I have kind of a, a philosophical question for you. Okay. That you could apply to this. What is more important, doing things right or doing the right thing? Doing the right thing. I like it. Sometimes I can think of a few times that the two contradicted each other for me personally. That's kind of why I pause because sometimes doing the right thing isn't necessarily the right thing for me, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had to do the right thing a few times that, um, made doing things right, not right. Oh, that's interesting. Like I had to do a half-ass job on some stuff to do the right thing. If that, without going into details, but yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. It was kind of a conflict, but... But you got through it. I got through it. All right, let's play some songs. All right. First up, Paganist, a thrash metal band from Costa Rica with the song A Call of Disaster. And then after that, the fantastic Witch Trap from Columbia with the song Midnight Rites.
So I have yet another article from Cracked. Okay. That has intrigued me. And I think you're going to like to hear about this. Okay. Um, this is more than the title suggests, but it's called 55 Facts That Show the Past Was Absolutely Gross. And you're, are you going to go throughout 55? No. Oh, okay. Just some selections. Okay. Um, number one, though, is dick menstruation. And it says, sure, you knew the past had some bad diseases, but did you know that these included an ancient Egyptian parasitic worm that made men bleed out of their dicks? How's that sound? Apparently, it was so common that people thought it was a necessary part of growing up. <gasps> really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yowzes. I don't want to know. This next one isn't gross, but it's um crazy. This is um Johann Christian Rail arranged cats so that hammers hit their tails and they would cry out. Um That's awful. Somehow this was supposed to jumpstart patients back into sanity. And apparently this guy was the person that coined the term psychiatry. And this was one of his methods. Um, this one I like. This is crazy. Um, impotence, impotence tests. They would have tests that would publicly prove that you were impotent. It says early modern Europe had impotence tests as grounds for divorce. The husband had to prove this deficiency in court by stripping and failing to get erect as naked prostitutes caressed him. Huh. Like in public in court. That's crazy. That's not embarrassing at all. Nope. Um, this one's funny. Night soil is a term. Uh, people used to collect their feces in bowls and just dump it out the window. Even kings occasionally got hit with the occasional unavoidable turd. Ew. That's, that kind of ties into the chamber pots that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> unemployed whippings. This says if you found yourself unemployed in 16th century England, you would have to not only deal with poverty, but legal pen penalties. The penalties included being tied to a cart and whipped till bloody, or you might also be branded or forced into slavery. Rough times. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Yeah. Um, oh, this one's interesting. I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Hepiri Atoko. This was an 18th century term for a type of artist who'd fart for the sake of public entertainment. <laughs> now, I can get behind this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still giggle like a five-year-old when you hear a fart. Um, it says the English had flatulent royal jesters. Um, and if you go a little more recent, they have the Potaman, the famous Frenchman who'd play the national anthem using his butt. Okay. Um, yeah. There's some other, there's another good one here. Well, there's a bunch of good ones, but I won't read all of them. I'll read some of the titles without going into what they are just to leave people wondering. Fire toilets. Toilet rats. Um, it's a lot about toilets. Yes. Um, I like this one. Castration cults. 
Rome had a cult based on the Greek goddess Cybele, and adherents modeled themselves after her consort, um, a eunuch. That meant that they had to castrate themselves publicly, removing the berries and the stem with serrated scissors. Nope. That is rough. That is awful. Um, cleansing piss. That's pretty much what it sounds like. Filthy baths. Oh, this one's good. Vagina fish. Some old cultures highly valued virginity, and they figured that a bride's wedding night should come with bleeding. To satisfy expectations of what a ruptured hymen should look like, many brides would insert a fish bladder into their vagina beforehand. Um, bird intestines were another option. Madness. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good close. Do you? Yep. All right, we got two songs left to play, right? Yep. These are both coming to us from Vlad Promotions. We started off with Nuclear Winner. Penultimate song for this episode is going to be Eternal Winter with Victor of 100 Battles. You set that up very nicely. Thank you. <laughs> and then we are going to end with Soul Collector with the song Abominator. Till next, next time, time, stay safe, stay healthy, don't be an asshole, and don't let your dick menstruate.